This is Tech Talk with your host, Tom DiOria. Tom will spend the next hour making your life with technology a little easier with explanations of the different aspects of today's technology and how it can benefit your home, small office, or enterprise. Now here's your host, Tom DiOria. Welcome to IMI's Tech Talk on this uh, third Sunday of September. It's September 16th, 2012, and Happy New Year to all our Jewish uh, listeners. It's Rosh Hashanah starting at... Uh, sundown tonight, and uh, this week was the 11th anniversary of uh, 9-11-2001, so we're going to talk a little bit about that during our um, Week in Review. We're on at 6 p.m. in the New York listening area and 3 p.m. in Arizona, and we're live from our New York offices, we're going to be discussing the new iPhone, iPhone 5, which I understand is really the sixth iPhone, uh, and its competition with uh, one of our favorite guests, Tony Bradley. I'm Tom DiOria. I'm the CEO of Information Methods Incorporated, and together with our weekly guests, our show will help our listeners, whether a business or home technology user, make better use of all aspects of technology. Now, just in case you're a first-time listener, Tech Talk provides you with a review of last week's most significant events in technology. We start with our inquiries coverage of New York's technology scene, and we follow this with our industry-wide report, which could contain information on conference announcements by vendors, New releases of software or equipment or new contract opportunities. One of our guests follows this for many aspects of business and industry. And if you wish us to consider a topic for a future show, you can email your suggestions to Tech Talk. That's T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K at IMI-US.com. We'll get back to you pretty quickly. Anytime after our show introduction, please give us a call or send an email message with questions on today's topic or anything else that we might be able to help you with. You can call 277-KFNX, that's 277-5369. And if you're outside the 602 listening area, call us toll-free at 1-866-536-1100. You can send us email uh, questions during the show at that email address I just gave you, techtalk at imi-us.com. We monitor it throughout the show, and uh, if we don't get you a question on today's show, we'll definitely answer it and possibly put it on next week's. We're also being simulcast on the web, so if you want to listen to us live and you don't have your radio handy, you can go to KFNX's website, which is 1100kfnx.com. And if you'd like to uh, listen to this show or any of our past shows, uh, we have them all archived. You can go to our website, which is imi-us.com. In the upper right-hand uh, column, click on Tech Talk, then on Archive. All the shows are there. Download them, send them to your friends, listen to them as many times as you want. It's free, so uh, please feel free to avail yourself of that. And please call any time during the show, and we'll try and get you on as quickly as possible. As I mentioned, our first segment's our week in review, but our increased coverage of technology events in New York City and around the world is compiled by Dave Brandon, Dan Dioria, and Jose Batista. And uh, I just mentioned to you that uh, the topic of today's show is the iPhone, so... That's the big technology uh, event of this week, but I'm not going to uh, tell you much about that in the week in review. We'll wait until Tony's on the show and uh, tell you about the changes and what the competition's doing. Um, we have a couple of um, articles here about turning old phones into charitable donations. Well, one comes from Dear Abby in the Journal News, um, and uh, the, the letter to Dear Abby says, My son is a career soldier. Army Rangers Airborne, and uh, he's proud of him. And during the, his 15 years of active duty, has been involved in every action around the world. 
and the greatest gift I have been given started with an idea conceived by two high school students in Massachusetts. The program is called Cell Phones for Soldiers, and uh, these are the basics. The old cell phones are donated and then sold to a recycler, and with, many, with the money that the phone cards are purchased and donated to soldiers all over the world. Eighty percent of the calls home by active-duty soldiers are made by using these cards. So um, check that out. And we also have another one here, turning old phones into charitable uh, donations. It's a Brooklyn-based startup, Exchange My Phone, um, which will erase all the data from your phone, and then either recycle it or refurbish it for donation to your choice of 765,000 U.S. charities. So uh, check them out. Uh, Exchange My Phone. Okay, the NYPD recently released a set of guidelines for using social media during investigations. The memo, according to the Daily News, was issued by Police Commissioner Ray Kelly and allows officers involved in social media to use aliases and a department-issued laptop. Uh, scouring the Internet can tip off police to possible threats or even give cops an advantage in conducting undercover work. However, Christopher Dunn, legal director of NYU Civil Liberties Union, thinks that the police use of Internet could cause issues. He said, we worry about the ease with the police can use deceit on the Internet to monitor private communications. Police infiltration of social media should be closely regulated. And another lawyer, uh, Jay uh, Einstein, a lawyer who issued a decree about how police investigate political activity believes that using an alias defies his guidelines. The police has defended uh, its use of the Internet, saying that the information gathered comes from public sources. Personally, and not the uh, uh, opinion of KFNX, but personally I think the cops should do whatever they need to do to keep catch the bad guys out there. The New York Times tells us that founders of the New Jersey-based brokerage firm Themis Trading are taking aim at Wall Street practice of high-frequency trading. Their book, Broken Markets, How High-Frequency Trading and Predatory Practices on Wall Street are Destroying Investor Confidence in Your Portfolio, that's a heck of a title, details how HFT rigs the markets in favor of big money players. Wall Street favors the practice because it's faster and lowest transaction costs. Algorithms, formulas, uh, dictate stock price, not the market view of the company uh, being traded. HFT firms are also privy to prices before smaller traders, making it next to impossible for smaller firms like Themis to execute trades at the listed exchange price. I'm sure that's been going on for a long time. Bottom line personal tells us some useful uh, websites, Hurricane Watch, current activity forecast, emergency planning, and other information on weather.com backslash weather backslash Hurricane Central. Disaster insurance help, how to get problems resolved after wildfires, floods, tornadoes, and other catastrophes. Uphelp.org backslash programs backslash roadmap to recovery. Medical product safety, up-to-date information from the FDA on cosmetics, dietary supplements, drugs, vaccines, etc. Uh, FDA.gov backslash safety backslash medwatch. Click an easy pill ID. Enter the imprint shape or color to identify a prescription or over-the-counter drug. 
webmd.com back pill dash identification backslash default htm and we'll put these all up on the uh, on our website so if you didn't get them uh, you can get them and then internet lost and founds jewelry and metal objects lostmystuff.net cameras i found your camera.net uh, kids love objects lostmylovey.com and airport lost and found contacts tsa.gov Okay, the Long Island Tech Comets is a new Long Island tech startup incubator accelerator and has recently started accepting applications for its program. The program is called the Long Island Tech Connected Association Mentoring Exciting Tech Startups and was created by the Long Island Software and Tech Network. We have a lot of long titles today. The program will select three Long Island startup IT companies and will provide them with free office space for six months at the LI Long Island Tech Mall, as well as technology, legal, accounting, and marketing guidance. The steering committee of the program consists of 12 successful people in the Long Island business community, as well as several high-profile companies as sponsors. And you can get some more information about that by going to litechcomments.org. Okay, Acer and Alibaba's Cloud Computing Unit has planned to launch the Acer Cloud Mobile A800 smartphone using Alibaba's mobile operating system, uh, but when journalists showed up for the event, they were not allowed to enter the venue, and the Alibaba Cloud Computing official said the launch had been canceled due to internal reasons. Later, Alibaba's unit released a statement saying Acer had faced pressure from Google and pulled out of the launch event. Uh, China is set to become the world's largest smartphone market in 2012, with Google's Android mobile operating system having the dominant share of the market. Pretty interesting. Okay, we have something else here from Bottom Line uh, Personal that uh, may be of personal interest to you. And uh, we found out here that uh, fan club websites often offer members early access to tickets, which makes it easier to get the cheapest seats. Uh, American Express, Chase, and Citibank may offer credit card holders easy access and or preferred seating. Citibank announced that customers can use their thank you rewards points to pay for tickets at LiveNation.com, a concert search engine. Search engines such as Fansnap.com and SeatGeek.com allow you to compare prices for tickets being sold at sites such as StubHub.com and RazorGator.com. Prices of these secondary market tickets tend to fall in the last 48 to 72 hours uh, before a show. And finally, hotels may start charging for Wi-Fi. Some chains that allow uh, that now provide free Wi-Fi are giving customers the option of paying extra for more bandwidth to speed up their Internet use. Some chains are considering charging for Wi-Fi in the first place because increased customer use of the Internet is costing them a lot of money. What a surprise. Okay, and uh, let's see. The last thing we have here is Microsoft updated its Visual uh, Studio software so that IDE reflects many of the changes that challenge developers, including mobility and cloud computing for Visual Studio 2012, Microsoft has prepared the IDE to work with the company's new Windows 8 operating system for tablets, PCs, and mobile devices. 
for the back end, the devices will be able to communicate with Windows Server 2012 or Microsoft's Windows Azure cloud service. The company has also responded to changes in the development community, taking considerable effort to prepare Visual Studio for continuous integration environments which speeds the development process for complex software projects. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to get to our guest, um, Tony Bradley, and talk to you about the iPhone 5 and its competitors. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Information Methods Incorporated is a leader in construction technology management. At IMI, we specialize in all areas of high-tech construction, including data centers, 311 and 911 operation centers, as well as the consolidation of public safety, operations, and administration into a single facility. Regardless of the project size or phase, IMI has the tools and experience to add value at every step of the project. From initiation to controlling and closing, we work with you to ensure your next high-tech facility is ready to provide customers with the right technology at the right place and time for now and years to come. Visit our website to see how IMI can turn your high-tech facility project from headache to success. www.imi-us.com Information Methods Incorporated, the leader in construction technology management, www.imi-us.com. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on this uh, September 16th, 2012. Uh, happy Rosh Hashanah out there. Uh, as I mentioned to you before the break, um, we're going to be talking to you today about the iPhone 5, uh, which was released this week, and its competition. And our guest is uh, Tony Bradley. Tony is a freelance tech writer and author of the Network blog and a column for PC World. He focuses on technology from a business perspective and has established a reputation for being able to translate tech speak into plain English that the rest of us uh, can easily understand. Uh, Tony has been recognized as a Microsoft MVP for seven consecutive years, and he is certified as a CISSP ISSAP. Tony, thanks for taking the time uh, out to be with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me on. So, Tony, uh, tell us about uh, everything that Apple unveiled this week. It wasn't just the iPhone. No, it wasn't just the iPhone. It was the, uh, I think they spent about uh, two hours, uh, all in all, um, uh, unveiling stuff. Um, uh, obviously, as expected, the iPhone 5 was the uh, was was the big news, um, but they also uh, rolled out uh, new iPod Touch devices, which are uh, a little more. Uh, they really bumped up the uh, the hardware uh, on the on the iPod Touch, so now it's actually more on par with like the iPhone 4S, um, and it's going to have you know Siri capabilities and, and different things like that. Um, they also uh, rolled out new uh, iPod. Nanos, uh, which I personally was a little bit disappointed in because they, they changed the form factor into more of a rectangular uh, shape, and uh, the the 
previous iPod Nano is a, is a square, and a lot of people, myself included, use it as a watch. And I think there's a lot of potential there if they built on that and, and, and capitalized on its use as a watch, but instead they went a different direction. Um, and Apple also uh, made a big deal out of uh, their re-engineered uh, earbuds. Um, you know, the, you know the, the, the iPhones and the iPod Touches always come with their, their you know, uh, the Apple earbuds that go inside your ears, and these are a, a little bit different shape. Um, I haven't had a chance to try them out yet. Uh, I'll be interested to, to see how they how they work and how comfortable they are, though I've never really been a fan of the headphones that go in your ears. Uh, Tony, you, you mentioned the, the new iPods. Um, it sounds like they're doing everything but being a phone. Well, with the iPod Touch, I would say yes. I mean, it, it, I... I, I Again, I haven't personally played with one yet, but from the way they described it in, and from what I've seen of the specs on paper, it seems like the new iPod Touch is essentially an iPhone 4S without the phone capability. Oh, so that's interesting. I gather the price point must be uh, significantly different, which is why they're playing that up. Well, and, I, I believe I believe the iPod Touch, um, if if I remember correctly, starts at like 300, which is sort of steep except for you know that you don't have a contract and stuff so you know if, if you get an iphone 4s you can you know you can get an iphone 4s for you know 100 or 200 dollars but that that's under contract um and the iphone touch you don't have to have a contract but what's interesting about the pricing is there's still this rumor floating out there that uh apple's you know got this ipad mini waiting in the wings to, to, to introduce at some point and if that rumor were to pan out we'd expect that device to cost somewhere in the 250 to 300 range in order to be competitive with the other smaller tablets, and that seemed that would that would seem to conflict with the iPod Touch. I don't see how you could have an iPod Touch and an iPad Mini both at the same price point. Right, um, but it's interesting. I mean, do you feel? I mean, you're a lot closer to this than than we are um, with the proliferation of the iPhone. Do you see the iPod going away at some point? I mean, do people have iPods and a phone? I don't think people do. Uh, I, I mean, again, I have the iPod Nano watch, but in general, um, I see the iPod Touch uh, more as a device that I might give my, you know, a, a child that I don't want to give a smartphone to yet. Um, but I, that, that's such a small window to me because, you know, even even my year old has a has a smartphone because I want him to be able to call home if he's out with his friends or whatever. Um, so uh, you know, I don't know, but it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to me like Apple plans on on phasing out the iPod anytime soon. And and about the the earphones, um, personally, I always have a problem keeping the current earphones in my ear when I'm at the gym. Um, did they design these differently? Have you have you at least seen them, even though you haven't tried them out yet? I mean, do they well, go over the pictures? I've seen the pictures, and what it looks like is, you know, instead of the, the, the round thing that you have to, you know, sort of stick in your ear, it seems like they sort of squished it, and it's a flatter a flatter piece that would, you know, it looks like it would be more comfortable. It looks like it would be more comfortable to, to put into your ear, and hopefully it would stay in better. Um, I, I am looking forward to, to trying it out. Um but uh, but again, I, I actually prefer you know the old school big huge headphones that cover your whole ear. I hear you. Um, 
So obviously the star of this uh, announcement was the iPhone 5, which uh, my uh, producer tells me is really the iPhone 6, so you can clarify that for me. Um, but maybe you can tell us uh, how this has improved over the i. Well, whether or not you feel it's improved over the uh, the iPhone 4s uh, and uh, some of the key features that you like or dislike. All right. Well, it is the six, and you had the original iPhone. Then eventually there was the iPhone 3G, the 3GS, the 4, the 4s, and now the 5. Uh, so. You know, it's the sixth phone, even though the the numbering system doesn't really follow. Um, the big news, uh, most of the big news was already leaked, uh, which I think is is part of what made it seem uh, anticlimactic or a little bit boring to some people. Is you know, we already we already knew what was going what was going to come. Um, the biggest news was that for the first time since the original iPhone, they've changed the size of the display. Um, it's not any wider. They just made it a little bit taller. Um, basically, it makes it uh, more of a true uh, 16:9 ratio for for an HD video if you hold it in landscape mode. Um, it gives you an, uh, enough space for an extra row of icons um, uh, on on the on the display. And you know they they, they stretch the display, uh, but they maintain the the pixel density, so it's it's still a Retina display. Um, the other big news, which really was the most important news to me as an iPhone user, is that they added uh, LTE, uh, 4G LTE capabilities. Um, having switched from AT&T to Verizon, Verizon 3G is just, it, it's just abysmally slow. It just, it, it, <laughs> it annoys me all the time. Um, and yeah, I have, have 4G. We have Verizon too, so I understand where you're coming from. Tell us what, uh, what that means. Uh, 4G well, I have the, I have the 4G iPad uh, for, with Verizon, and sitting here in my office, you know, in the greater Houston area, um, if I use the speedtest.net app, um, I get about 0 0.83 megabytes per second, uh, megabits per second, uh, using the the 3G on the on the iPhone 4S, but my iPad getting 12, 13 megabits per second. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a huge difference, and so I'm really looking forward to having an iPhone that has that that speed in it. Yeah, that's that that's amazing. Now, how do they do that? Is that just uh, the technology in the phone, or are they does that have anything to do with the Verizon Wireless Network itself? Well, it's, I mean, it's, you know, Verizon already already has LTE. There's a, a you know huge number of LTE, 4G-capable Android devices and, and, and other devices already available from Verizon. Um, you know, with, with LTE in the iPhone, um, you know, Apple you know, didn't really leapfrog anybody. There's a, most of this is really just playing catch-up to what the capabilities that other devices already have. Yeah, when we come back from the break, I'd like you to give us your opinion of uh, that's the point you raised there is is a key point. I mean, I've, I see all these uh, commercials and my friends that have these other devices that uh, I'm not sure what the correct uh, politically correct word to use here is, but really uh, bothers me that they've got these other devices and I thought I had the top of the line and they're they're showing me these features that are really significantly better. But uh, if you can hold that thought, we're going to take a break. Um, 
Once again, uh, you're listening to Tech Talk Live from our offices in New York. I'm Tom Dioria. And as you can tell, we're discussing the new iPhone and its competition, which we're going to get to after the break with Tony Bradley. Welcome back to IMI Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Diori, and this week we're discussing the iPhone 5 and its competition with our guest, Tony Bradley. Give us a call at 277-5369, and if you're outside the 602 listening area, give us a call toll-free at 1-866-536-1100, or you can send your questions to techtalk at imi-us.com. We'll try and get them on. Before the break, uh, we were talking about... uh, some of the key features of the iPhone, one of the things that uh, Tony mentioned was was uh, the new iPhone for Verizon having uh, 4G uh, LTE. So I guess, Tony, that means that if you're uh, an AT&T user, you already have that. Is that true? Well, no. Um, it, it's a, there's a, a little bit of a confusion there. Um, T-Mobile, you know, has has a whole big marketing campaign about their 4G network, which technically isn't 4G. It's a it's a faster 3G network, um, and AT and T has that same technology, which is the, the HSPA Plus network. Um, when the iPhone 4S first came out, when when iOS 5 first came out, it still detected AT and T's network as 3G, and AT and T lobbied Apple to change that in an in an iOS update, so it detected it as 4G. Um, if, if you're an AT&T subscriber and you connect to the HSPA Plus network with, with your iOS device, it says 4G, but it's not really 4G. So even on AT&T, the new iPhone will be much better because you'll actually be connecting to the real LTE 4G network. That's interesting. Thanks for clarifying that. What about uh, Wi-Fi? Did they improve that at all? The Wi-Fi is supposed to be greatly improved as well. They... Um, Improved it to dual band on the 802.11n uh, networks, which 802.11n is capable of working in a 2.4 gigahertz network uh, range as well as 5 gigahertz. But previous versions of uh, the iPhone were only capable of working with the 2.4 gigahertz uh, range, um, which had a lot more interference on it. You have microwaves, baby monitors, cordless phones. I mean, almost every device in your house that uses any is wireless at all or or uses any frequencies at all is in that 2.4 gigahertz range. So um, being able to operate on 5 gigahertz should have less interference. It's supposed to be significantly faster um, now, so that actually is another thing that I'm looking forward to uh, testing out in the real world to see how it, you know, if it, if it lives up to the hype. Uh, Tony, we just got a, an email question from Joe, who's asking us: Did they change? Is is the size bigger? The footprint of the five versus the four S. It is because it's, it's taller by I want to say about half an inch. And again, the, the width is the width is the exact same, but it's taller. So you feel that's going to make it a little bit more unwieldy, or is it insignificant? Um, personally, I think that's, that, that is a little, it, it'll be insignificant because it's, you know, the width is what you're, you're really holding on to. Um, Apple is conscious, uh, among all the smartphone owner, uh, developers, um, Apple is the one that seems most focused on 
making sure that you could still use the device one-handed. Um, so a lot of the other smartphones are going to, you know, 4.5, 4.8, 5-inch screens, um, and they're these gargantuan devices, um, which are great for some things. If you're watching Netflix or trying to surf the web, that, that bigger display pays off. Um, but if you're just trying to use it one-handed, um, the iPhone is a better fit because your thumb can actually reach the whole display. Yeah, that's a good point. We've got a question here from Bethany also wants to know, uh, she heard or I guess read that uh, they changed the, uh, um, I don't know, she says power cord, but that's not what it is. The thing that connects to the uh, to the to the power source, that they changed that and she can't use what her, for her uh, iPhone 4 connection? That's correct. Um, one of the things they did, and, uh, you know, this is part of, you know, on top of making the screen taller, they also managed to make the device thinner. Um, and, you know, and, and you know, they had to squeeze in a bigger battery. They had to squeeze in the LTE technology. And so one of the things they did was to make that connector smaller. They've, they've used that same, you know, one-inch wide 30-pin connector since the original iPod or whatever, you know, 10 years ago. Um, so this is the first time they're changing the connector. It's a, it's about the same width as a micro USB, but it is an Apple, Apple proprietary connector. The nice thing about it is there's no upside down. You can plug it in either way. It's reversible, so you, you don't have to fumble around trying to figure out which way is right, the right way. Uh, the downside, of course, is if you have a, a iPhone, you know, a, a connector in your car, if you have one of, you know, a, you know some sort of a boom box that you, you know, the docking boom box that you plug the, your iPod or iPhone into, you know, those things aren't going to work anymore, or you're going to have to get this adapter. And uh, Apple Apple has an adapter. Um, they're calling the new connector Lightning. So there's a connector that, that, that converts from the Lightning connector to the old-fashioned, you know, the current uh, iPhone connector, but it's like $30. So, I mean, I, I think the, the, the price of the adapter is, is a little steep, in my opinion. Now, do you feel that they're going to move in that direction as they make new releases of of the um, iPad and, and such? Absolutely. And I also, you know, I, I don't really know what the timeline is, but I also expect that we'll see a flood of devices from all, all of the accessories and peripheral makers, um, you know, will will catch up pretty quickly. So I, I would guess that even by the holidays, you're going to see docking alarm clocks and docking boom boxes and everything else that are already converted uh, to the new to the new connector. Okay, let's change gears just a little bit here. Uh, we understand that they came out with a new iOS. Can you tell us about that and why they did it? Well, every year when they every, every year they roll out iOS and iPhone at about the same time. So the new iOS iOS six will actually hit the street uh, next Wednesday ahead of the iPhone five. Um, iOS six has a lot of a lot of neat features, and, and again, none of them are all that. Revolutionary. I mean, a lot of them are things that uh, I've admired in other platforms, and I was like, "Well, you know, I wish my iPhone could do that." Well, now it can. Like, uh, you'll be able to be recording a video and take a snapshot at the same time without having to switch back and forth. Um, it's got uh, a panoramic capability for the for the pictures now as well. Um, there's uh, uh, some cool features in terms of, like, if a call's coming in and you're in the middle of something else, 
you know, you're in a meeting, um, you can press a button and it will text the person back. It'll still send the call to voicemail, but it will text them back with a preset message that basically says, hey, I'm busy, I'll call you back later. Um, so that's kind of nice instead of just ignoring the phone call. Um, i trying to think of what else is. I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, updates in iOS 6. Um, with iOS 6, there's some changes to Siri uh, where it can now, you know, you can now ask for, like, sports stats. You can ask for movie information. Uh, they tied it in more with uh, restaurant information and, and like, the, the open table app. So you can actually use Siri to even, you know, book a table at your favorite restaurant. Um, and Siri is now going to work with the current, the, the iPad 3, the new iPad, whatever you want to call it. Um, so they've, you know, they've expanded that too. So there's a lot of, a lot of the features and updates, um, are going to work with the existing, you know, at least with the iPhone 4S. Um, I think most of them will still work with the iPhone 4. Uh, there might be some that won't. Um, and, uh, you know, for, depending on what you're looking for, um, you know, the iPhone 4S with the latest update to iOS 6 might suffice. You know, maybe maybe, maybe you don't need to go get the iPhone 5. Now, Tony, uh, you're, you're uh, really in touch with all, all, that's, all that's going on here. Were there major things that you thought were going to happen that didn't? Well, I think the two biggest things that were, you know, there was a lot of speculation around that didn't happen. Um, one was uh, NFC, uh, the Near Field Communications, which is the, the you know sort of the, the payment system. So the you know Google has built it into some of the you know Android smartphones. Uh, you know this NFC technology that lets you use your smartphone basically as a credit card and be able to pay for things. Um, I think it's cool, and I think that it has potential. It really isn't that widely used yet, uh, so I don't think that was a, a, a big miss. Um, I think I think Apple might be sort of waiting to see if this is actually going to catch on in in the mainstream. Um, and the other thing was a while back, Apple bought a company called Authentech, which specializes in making uh, fingerprint scanning sensors for mobile devices. So there was a lot of speculation that the iPhone might have a fingerprint scanner to unlock the phone, and that didn't happen. Um, I still I still expect that they're at least working on that because it would seem that that would be why they bought the company in the first place. Maybe we'll see it in the next generation iPad. Um, I do think it would be a, a good direction to go. I mean, I think it would be nice to be able to do something other than a four-digit pin or a password and be able to just hold your thumb down on the on the phone to unlock it. Do you think that something, either one of those, could happen in an app uh, on the iPhone 5, or do they need a new release of the hardware? Um, for both of those, I think you'd, you, you would need a new release because you'd need a, you'd need an NFC chip inside the device, and you would need to have a fingerprint scanning sensor. I, I suppose that you know some third party. There's probably a way you you could do a fingerprint thing that would use the camera or you know the touch sensor. Or there's probably a workaround for that. But uh, I don't. I don't think that. I, I don't think we'll see it until the next, the next hardware. Um, so I assume you're getting one. I'm getting one. Do you recommend that uh, people move from their four or four S to the five? 
Well, I, I did pre-order mine um, primarily, like I said, for for the LTE. That was all that was all it needed for me to, to sell me. Um, people who already have the iPhone 4S, again, I think it's worth taking a look at iOS 6 when it hits on Wednesday, and then deciding, you know, whether whether or not the uh, iPhone 5 is really necessary. Um, I mean, it, it, it is faster, you know, faster wireless, it's faster wi- you know, Wi-Fi, it's faster processor, but you're going to get a lot of the benefits just with iOS 6. So I, I don't think that people with the iPhone 4S necessarily need to upgrade, but I think you're going to see a lot of people with iPhone 3Gs and 3GSs who are running out and getting the iPhone 5. Okay, we're going to take a break. This is Tom DiOrio. We're live on IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. Please stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Dioria. We're discussing the iPhone 5, and we're going to be getting into its competition with our guest, Tony Bradley. Give us a call at 277-KFNX or toll-free at 866-536-1100. Um, Tony, we got a, a couple of questions before we get into talking about the competition. Um, Apple changed... Uh, the maps that they use? Yes. Um, you know, they, obviously, they, they are, are not really buddies with, with Google these days because of their you know battles over Android and whether or not Android copied iOS. Um, but it's been a, a, a sort of a tenuous relationship. So they, they already, they still had Google Maps as the mapping app, and they still had YouTube baked into iOS. Well, with iOS 6, the YouTube app isn't going to be baked in anymore. You'll have to actually download the YouTube app uh, that's developed by Google. And they replaced the mapping. So they've got their own 3D maps, their own uh, turn-by-turn navigation. Um, and really the nicest thing about that for me, I'm, 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 I haven't played with theirs yet, but I'm really hoping it's, it's accurate and it's good because I use the Garmin Street Pilot app, but it's not tied in with everything else in iOS. So the nice thing about the, these new maps and the turn-by-turn navigation is that when someone sends you an address in an email and you tap on it, it'll just automatically give you the turn-by-turn navigation, or you can just say, hey, Siri, find me the nearest gas station, and it'll you know, take you to the turn-by-turn navigation um, you know, automatically. So uh, it, it, I'm looking forward to trying it out. Terrific. And uh, that, that question was from uh, Terry, and then this question is from Chris. Um, uh, about iOS 6 and the iPad. Um, they read somewhere that uh, it has a feature where you can brand and lock it down. I'm not sure exactly what that is. So there is a feature. It's it, you know, for you know for enterprise customers. Um, there there are uh, features in iOS 6 that would let a company um, put their company logo as the image background and lock it so that that can't be changed. And there are, are features that would let uh, an IT department um, basically specify, you know, that this is the only app that can run on this device. Um, so from a, from a business perspective, you know, maybe I want to use iPad as mobile ordering units or 
uh, you know, for healthcare. There's a lot of different ways that you can use them or use them in a kiosk sort of situation in a, in a lobby um, where you don't really want people to be able to install other apps or do other things with it. You just want it to do what you want it to do. So, um, so Apple put those features in there to let companies basically have more control over how the iPad is used. Okay, we've got more questions, but I'd like to get uh, some of your impressions of uh, the competition, uh, what people should think about. I mean, the holiday season is three months away, but um, Motorola's got stuff out there, Nokia's got stuff out there. Maybe you can give us uh, some input on that. Well, sure. Um, it, it, you know, it seemed like you know, Motorola and Nokia in particular uh, seem to sort of go out of their way to have their launch event ahead of the iPhone 5 and kind of get get their news out there. Um, there are, you know, obviously, there's a, a thousand options out there uh, for someone who's looking for a smartphone for the holiday season. Um, even on even just on the iPhone side, now that the iPhone 5 is coming out, everything else steps down. So the 3GS is being phased out, but you'll now be able to get the, the iPhone 4 um, for free on contract, and you can get the iPhone 4S for for $100 on contract, and then the iPhone 5 starts at 200 on up. So, so you're you're you have some options there just on the iPhone 5 side. Um, then you've got you know uh, Android options and uh, Windows 8, you know, Windows Phone 8 options that are that are going to be coming out, and you've got BlackBerry options. There's, you know, so there's, there's plenty of things out there. Um, the Samsung Galaxy S3 is uh, a very popular device out right now. Um, and then you've got, you know, like, like you mentioned, the, the new Motorola's and the, and the new Nokia devices. Um, Tony, going back to, to uh, I'm not sure if there's an iOS question or just an iPhone question, but um, Connor sent a note, said that uh, he had read about a, a feature called Passbook and uh, had something to do with, with uh, um, reading it here, uh, putting all your your stuff in one place. I'm not sure what stuff he's talking about. Well, Are you familiar with that? Yes, and it is, it's an iOS 6 feature. It's not an iPhone 5 thing, so you'll have it even on the iPhone 4S, the iPhone 4, whatever. Um, and it, it seems to be sort of the... The, the, the surprise of iOS 6 because when it when they first announced it, it seemed like, eh, why would that be a big deal? But it really seems to have caught on and, and, and have a lot of potential. Basically what it is is, you know, you, you might have, like, say, the Starbucks app, which has your, your Starbucks card is tied into there, or you have tickets to the movies or tickets to the, you know, giant game, or you have airline boarding passes. The, the Passbook app knows all of those things are, you know, are, are the kind of things that you would, you would need to, like, scan or whatever, and it collects them all in this one spot. Um, so instead of having to carry your tickets or carry your airline boarding pass, you, you can just use the Passbook app. But the cool thing about it is it is time and location aware. So it actually realizes when you walk into a Starbucks and it would pull up the Starbucks stuff automatically or it knows when you're in the airport and it would pull up the, air, the airline boarding pass automatically. Um, and, and so, it, it, and, and the airlines have already kind of gotten on board and, 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 and embracing this, this concept. Um, 
you know, so again, it, it sounds very cool, and uh, we'll have to basically see what happens when it hits the street. I guess the next time uh, you're on the show, I'll have to talk about these things and see if they really work, which leads me to the next question that, uh, who sent this? Nobody's telling me. Um, oh, Rudy sent send a note here about another thing called, well, we know what FaceTime is, but uh, do they now have that so you could do a FaceTime conversation on the iPhone 5? Was it there before? Well, it, it, we all, it, you already had FaceTime, um, but it's been restricted to only over Wi-Fi connections. You couldn't use, you, you know, you couldn't use a you FaceTime over a 3G or 4G cellular connection. Um, with iOS 6, you'll now be able to, to uh, engage in a FaceTime conversation over the cellular network as well, which opens it up so you can basically have a FaceTime conversation from anywhere instead of having to wait until you're, like, in the hotel room or whatever. Um, the downside uh, for AT&T customers is that AT&T is using that as a bargaining chip to basically force people to the new shared data plan. Um, so if you if you have any of the old data plans you know, you're, you're, you're sticking with, um, they're not going to let you use FaceTime over your cellular connection. You have to you have to switch to the new to the new plans to get that. So that's not a problem with Verizon then. That is not a problem with Verizon. Um, I, uh, but Verizon has its own problems. Um, one of them being even on the 4G connection, you still aren't going to be able to do a voice call and surf data at the same time, uh, which has always been a problem with Verizon and, and Sprint, and, and it still is. Yeah, you, just, you just answered Jeannie's question. Keep going. <laughs> and uh, and the other thing was that uh, with Verizon, if you if you have a you know an unlimited data plan that you're you know, that you've been grandfathered on and you're and you've stuck with, if you buy the iPhone five, Verizon is going to force you to abandon that unlimited plan. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. That's not good. But uh, I'm, I'm sure the uh, features uh, may outweigh that. It's just going to—it sounds like it's going to get a little bit more expensive. Perhaps. Um, personally, I'm not a huge fan of unlimited plans from most people. I mean, obviously they're unlimited, so you can you you can use them. But the vast majority of people don't use enough data to actually get their money's worth out of that. Uh, Tony, I've been remiss. I'm getting yelled at here by my producer. If our listeners want to uh, follow up with you, uh, what's the best way to do that? And maybe you uh, can tell them uh, a little bit more about uh, where they can read uh, what you write every so often or every week sure. or every day. Well, as you uh, talked about at the beginning, I, I write the network uh, column. It's two words, a little play on words um, for, for PC World. Uh, so if you go to PCWorld.com, you'll find me. Um, we actually just rolled out a completely revamped PCWorld.com site. So you should uh, check that out. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm the Tony Bradley. I have a Facebook page, a Google page. You can uh, Google Plus page. Um, and uh, if you just want to con- contact me directly, uh, it's just Tony T O N Y at s three k u r three dot com. That's my little my little hacker speak version of secure. Tony. Thanks a lot for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. And thanks again for everybody for listening. And don't forget to tune into Tech Talk next week at 6 p.m. in New York on KFNX AM 1100. And happy Rosh Hashanah.
To all our listeners out there, have a great week and thanks for listening. Hey.